Ladies and gentlemen, do not panic. The casuals have once again seized control of the airways. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio. www.vtwproductions.com Welcome to another edition of Casually Hardcore for Sunday, the 6th of June, 2010. I am Gnomewise. I am Grail. And I'm Iolite. And, and does that extra person in your arms want to say anything for her on-the-air debut? No? Squeak? Squeak, squeaker, squeak, squeak. Can you squeak? Okay, that is a funny shot, though, with her head next to the microphone. <laughs> yes, arch nemesis, of course is developing that special gland uh, that Nemesis has pioneered deep in the brain, which tells her exactly when to begin fussing up, and mere seconds before airtime. But of course, Nemesis, you have trained Arch Nemesis very, very well. Mm -hmm. It's only taken him a month. She's been home just one month. Mm -hmm. And in that month, she has gained 2.2 pounds. Booyah. She's up from 4 pounds, 2 ounces to 6 pounds, 6 ounces. She's almost term baby weight. The doctor said on Friday, what are you feeding her, miracle Grow?" That's exactly <laughs> what you want to hear when you have a preemie. I said, I'm doing what you told me to do. Um, Sean Caster is in IRC. Would like to know if you can give him a moderator's thought. Uh, I already did, but we have our regular rep. Oh, is Barry here? Barry is indeed Yay! in the IRC. Well, then we need to do. That's right, the official... Barry. It's been a while. Barry VA. <laughs> Barry VA has been internet connection challenged of late, shall we say, and has managed to get himself online for today's show. So if you have anything you need to bring to the show host's attention in the IRC, which you can access by going to www.vtwproductions.com and clicking on the chat link at the top of the page, you will find instructions, a handy-dandy in-web browser chat client, and instructions on how to use your own IRC chat client to join the festivities. In addition to IRC chat, we are experimenting with video chat this week. By we, we mean you. Well, yeah, because you guys are all <laughs> yes. strangely camera shy, so you can see my ugly mug on the camera. Hi, video chat people. Hey, I, I got on there before we started the show. You held the baby up. I also <laughs> sat down with the baby in my arms and fed her her bottle sitting okay. there. There is that. So, yes. So, if you point your browser at tinychat.com slash twitter slash gnomewise, that's gnomewise with a capital G, G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E, Turn on your webcam and join us. You will be gracing our large TV sitting behind Grail's head. So you'll be staring at the back of Grail's head for the entirety of the show, making him so uncomfortable. We need more people. We've got two people with video in there right now. We need more. Yeah, I'm wearing one of our shirts. You know, you probably should just put the camera on the back of my shirt then. There you go. Give him that full feel. Sure, your broad, broad, manly shoulders. Here you go. What? Check this out. What that? time is it? <laughs> Here's what time it is. It's time for Grail's official new drop-in. Ooh, a new one. Yes. I wear no pants. 
I wear no pants. I wear, I wear, I wear, wear no, wear no pants. Nice. There you go. Very cool. Multiple people from multiple vectors demanded that that oh, be yeah. made into well, a... That was during the Super Bowl when they premiered that commercial, uh-huh. and I got a lot of text messages. And <laughs> so I was like, your commercial s- is on the air. Why don't you get your commercial on there? I'm like, yeah, what can I say? <laughs> I am, in fact, kind of, kind of a big deal. <laughs> yes, we've already cruised directly into Tangent Alert, our weekly tangent section here on Casually Hardcore versus the World Radio, com and all that fun Stuff. Oh, look, another video has appeared. Sean Caster is on our television. I see you, Sean Caster. You will now leer suggestively at the back of Grail's head. Boba Fetish says he just (laughs) checked the video and it says no Mize is offline. And yet there's four or five of them online. Lies! All lies! It's http colon slash slash tinychat.com slash twitter slash gnomewise with a capital G. G G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E. How, uh... How many people can you have on there? I have the slightest. Oh, okay. That's why this is a test. <laughs> um, I've seen up to a dozen on other tiny chats. Okay. Where, uh, I've uh, participated in them. So there may be three more rows worth of people coming along after a little while. Okay. Cool. I just work here. Nice. So for all of you who are going to join us in the video chat, thank you for joining us and testing this system. Uh, we'll figure out more and, creative things to use it for. And if you are an sure. active user, um, we're not actually typing in there, are we? No, we're using no. the regular IRC, which right. we, you can access via the aforementioned right. method. Arch Nemesis is turning bright red. I have to go get a uh, binky. Oh, how lovely. <laughs> See, there's going to be a drop-in in here for that. I mean, not so much, because no. she was here the whole time. Uh, no, no. Ah, that's go. more like it. That's the sound a child makes when they want their binky. There you go. Bring it on. So, we are... <laughs> There's another sound when they really want their binky, though. That's a much louder sound than that. <laughs> oh, God. Do we do we nah. have one, even one that approaches No, nah, I that? don't think we do. Not, not, um, not terribly likely, no. You can see the after effect. <laughs> oh, you got to feel sorry for that guy. Nice. Oh, you know when they when they set up that squeal, that that incredibly high pitched scream at three in the morning. Oh, mm-hmm. it goes right to the brainstem. And the brainstem says, "I reject your reality and substitute my own." Because you don't want to have to wake up. You just, no, no, it's all a bad dream. But you always do the first thing where you go. Maybe I just dreamed that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just listen. Maybe that was yeah. fake. Ah, oh, crap. There nope. it is again. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Child. Yeah. No. Yeah, the joys of uh, child rearing. Bring it on. Now, uh, Nemesis, when he was little, started sleeping through the night at two months. She's six weeks now. I don't know if she's going to start sleeping through the night at two months. Mm. Might take her a little bit longer. Yeah. So, oh my goodness. So it's been quite a week. Uh, we had Comic-Con yep. last weekend. That yep. was a lot of fun. Very cool. Um, and uh, I actually, I enjoyed the video. I found one really cool thing while I was there. Um, and other than that, I have enjoyed listening to everybody else's experiences because I ended up going by myself, which yeah, is... Yeah, Daxa came down so I don't yeah. like I don't like doing that. It's never fun going on your own. Yeah. So... That's all right, though. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good for a, a local, you know, something in town. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's nice when something that big <laughs> is right in town. You have to, don't have to travel 
anywhere. Nope. Um, I, I really I get a tremendous amount of enjoyment covering conventions like mm-hmm. that for you guys because it's uniformly uh, positive response to thank you for bringing that because you know I could not get to con yeah and. The people organizing the con seemed very uh, happy with what yeah. they're already emailing about. Hey, what you want to do next year? It, that was Score. really, really nice to go to one of these cons and be kind of welcomed. Yeah, <laughs> instead of embraced, instead of slowly edged out of the picture yeah. in favor of a money making uh, cash grab. Yeah, right, right. Look so at you BlizzCon, yeah, exactly. I mean, I love BlizzCon, but but don't get me wrong, it was it was pretty cool to be like, can we get you anything? I was like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So that was cool. Yeah, it was a very, very, very positive experience with the team running uh, Phoenix Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, already looking forward to next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be even bigger. Hopefully, going to try and bring you uh, more than just the stream from the main room, but try and cherry pick the smaller rooms and have a simultaneous set of gear that can move from small room to small room to small room and plug into their soundboards and bring you the more interesting smaller gatherings. Yeah. There, there were a lot of smaller gatherings that were really cool that we just didn't have the ability to get out to you. Yeah, but I mean, literally, they had probably 12 of those rooms all running simultaneously. Running every half hour. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, Challenge. ah. <laughs> I don't know where to go. Yeah. There's and, too many choices. <laughs> and the main stage running, you know, hour and a half right. with only half hour breaks in between. So it was it was jam-packed for three days. Yeah. Now, uh, all that being said, you know, getting a spot back Backstage uh, worked per- very much in our favor. Oh yeah, to, to having having our URL turn up on the the Twitter feeds of people like Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. You know, they have all over have one and a half million followers. Yeah, that was kind of a nice little promotional jolt for the old station. So yeah. thank you to both of you guys for taking the time to tweet out your uh, upcoming. Uh, what not performances, but panels, panels that you're working right. on, uh, and giving us a, a traffic boost of the gods. Oh yeah, it's a well, happy thing. That and I thought we got some good suggestions from the folks at the con of what kind of what we could do next year as well. Yeah, so that's gonna try good. and get the presenters' information ahead of time so they can inform their fan bases <laughs> of instead of you know, ten minutes yeah. before going live, tweet this out really fast. <laughs> put it out at the beginning of the con, and you know tomorrow at two p.m. you know Pacific time, I will be on the air at this right. place here. Right. A little less haphazard next year, but uh, from Still. a technology standpoint, had very few hiccups. Mm-hmm. Um, had some stuff on Saturday where Verizon decided to go, ah! yeah, for we don't know what reasons. But I mean, the podcasts were unaffected by that, but the live stream was a little choky for one of the one of the panels there. I was super impressed by, and I know you'll you'll love this, but by your phone when we were doing the walk around video feed whatever that uh-huh. was i mean the video when i watched it later it was it was jerky as i would expect it to be but the audio was just crystal clear i was very surprised this was the Ustream broadcaster app for the android platform right and i was streaming it from my recently upgraded nexus one which i've put uh android 2.2 on and that was a lot of fun doing the Ustream thing just kind of wandering around the con with you and dax and yeah videoing you guys and also the mobile hotspot feature of that thing where you can take your internet connection on the Nexus One oh, yeah. and share it up to eight computers. So we were using that when we were doing our roving reporter rig. The handheld, you know, the tablet PC was getting on the air via Wi-Fi through the Nexus, which was just completely nerdtastic. Right. Like, ha, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. It was pretty cool. Obviously, we need to figure out some fashion, some sort of arm brace to keep the keep your yeah. Hand that tablet was getting a little heavy yeah. by the time things were over there. It's like, damn. Um, 
Well, and then he comes home and he's got to hold his daughter. Yeah. And he's and like, same, oh, like, oh, ow, ow, ow. Do it. She only weighs six pounds, but still, ow. Put her in a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bring it on. Um, cosplay. Lots of cosplay there. Oh, <laughs> tons. Holy crap. I may have to modify my usual Americans should not cosplay um, assertion. Mm-hmm. Because there were some really fine examples of the of the craft there. Yeah, there was most of the costumes I saw and were good. And there were panels, like full panels oh, on. Yeah. Here's how, how to do to, it. Yeah, this is how to that do specific fun. types, like anime or yep. zombie or whatever else. Um, anime was cosplay. definitely well premiered. Yeah, cosplay happening, but oh. stuff from all over the place. The problem with anime that I ran into was you'll be walking around. And you'll see somebody of the female persuasion, and you'll go, wow, that girl's not wearing anything. And then she turns around, and you go, and she's 12. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) How to make you feel like a pedophile in one easy step. Yeah. Parents, when you have a (laughs) preteen daughter who wants to go out dressed up as a skanky anime character, just say no. Hell no! Would yeah, be probably the better. It was well, a little. Here's here's uh, the deal, though. Here's what disturbing. here's what preteens and teenage girls do when you do that. They go, "Oh, mom, I'm just going to go out with Angie, whoever Angie is, or right. whatever you know, whoever their girlfriend is." And they go over to Angie's house, and they've stuck their costume in their bag. Yeah, right. Or they've worn it under. The real clothes, right? The regular clothes. Or they have special tearaway they, panels or something like that. And they've come out, you know, and as soon as they leave, I mean, I've seen teenage girls do this. They wear the uh, um, cardigan sweater, you know, or the mm-hmm. wrap sweater over the little itty bitty tank top that they have, unbeknownst to mom and dad, cut off just, bo- just at the ribcage so that it's this tiny oh, little yeah. brief thing. And, you know, they, they wear it out of the house and they've got it all covered up with the, the cardigan. They get out of the house and away from mom and dad and off it comes and they tuck the cardigan into their little bag, their satchel that they're carrying and off they go. And it's just, you can't stop them. So uh, the better thing to do would be to teach them how to do it tastefully. Because that would be, you know. Go with them. Yeah. So they can't pull that stuff off. Well, you're not going to be able to go with them 80, you know, all of the time, honey. They're going to go with other people's parents. They're going to go with other friends. And you're not going to know 100% of the time what they're doing. Yeah. Also. I would say take an interest for sure. Yeah. For the love of God. Be involved in your child's life. Assist a little. Because there's some of those where you just go, there's no father alive that will let his daughter walk out like that. (laughs) She she Uh, pulled something. Depends on how creepy that is. Uh, well, considering that, and I got to give props to Fretz from the Black Void here. There is something that was worse was seeing the guys dressed up as cosplay anime, especially when they're dressed up as skanky anime girls. Yeah, like the dude who was rather old dressed as Sailor Moon. That ain't right. Was frightening. Oh, it was like oh. Ooh. Now working ooh. security at Phoenix Comic Con this year was our very own Chaos Wolf, yep. who I ran into uh, during preview night. And it was extremely helpful to us throughout the con. So, oh, yeah. uh, massive props and shout-outs to Chaos Wolf. Looking forward to seeing you next year. Where you'll organize security for us, because our, you know, our legions of fans, we need to be kept at a distance at that point, because we will have you know, surpassed all those mere attendees and, and presenters by that, because we're just that good. Yeah. yeah. No? No. Yeah. Uh, Grail? What? Don't 
Don't look behind you. Why? There's a murloc. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's not that frightening Is because I have that sitting behind me every day when I sit down uh, on my computer because Dax has clear. one of those at hers. Ah, <laughs> uh, Buck. Uh, yep. So, yes, so, Cast Wolf so. was really nice scene. We did run into a couple other listeners at the yes. con, gave some shout outs via the Facebook page, maintained by the amazing Dexa. Mm hmm. Now, the Facebook page did not make it to 1,000 no. uh, likes yet. You got so out So I dodged the whole TRM22 bullet. Yes. Yeah. So we'll have to set another uh, goal at some point in, in, involving Grail and no pants. <laughs> I also no wanted to pants. shout out a thank you to all the artists that responded to our call for volunteer artists time before last. Mm-hmm. We actually have an art, art team formed up and got some really nice looking... Uh, Oh. Web advertisements and things coming through on our uh, little forum there that we've set up for them. So thank you all, and looking forward to uh, milking you for all your worth. I mean, uh, working oh, with you to create oh, wonderful oh, art oh, for the sh- for the website. Oh. Yeah, oh, that that thing there. Yep. Oh. Um, there was a great piece of art that they did too. That was just full black and white. That had a really good kind of. Um, Caricature of all of us. That one may be finding its way onto a T-shirt before too much. They, they put longer. Gwenora in uniform with uh, fishing gear. Yeah, nice. So it was really hilarious. Um, the only thing that was wrong with that you was looked a Grail little bit like Elvis. You looked like Grail like looked Elvis. a little like Elvis, oh. and but you had, had pants, pants on. on. Oh, oh, arts and cool uh-oh. refreshing drink. Oh, uh-huh. I'm going to win this race. We're going to um, win this race. <laughs> let's get the one thing on the boards also going on, which I'm taking part in, is the yes. Wandering Bard is doing a play-by-post role-playing game. That looks very interesting. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. I've never done this before, so it'll be kind of interesting. But I'll gotta also give big props to Falric, who has offered up basically saying... I like to. Wor- I want to work on my artwork and do st- and practice it. You guys would like character portraits. Tell me what you'd like to see your characters, you know, a, a in situation in, and I'll draw your character for you, which is awesome. I still got to fill out what I want him to do, but still, that's was he's like that was really a nice gesture and uh, was very cool. So we've had a couple of people already uh, put their info out there. Well, you've given me a chance for spiel here because you should, if you have not already, come and check out our forum community, which is this whole self-contained universe ever-expanding with all kinds of different sub-forums and areas of interest there. And you can get in and start up your own conversation. Yep. And if you come forward with a topic that you're passionate enough about and enough people are interested in, you may find yourself moderating your own board. God help you all. <laughs> uh, oh, so come, come to vtwproductions.com and click on the forums. We get the top of the page. Create an account and join in the fun. And there is a lot of fun to be had. Oh, yeah. They said uh, Vegas, baby, Vegas, uh, gnome, llama song with no pants on in Vegas. Well, thank you for giving me another segue <laughs> into another forum-based uh, topic. Thingy. Thingy. There is a thread in the forum that Octail has started under a VTW general discussion called uh, Las Vegas Call for Interest, I believe it is. Let me find the... Uh, Sean Caster, those are some Vegas, tankards, October man. 2010, Call for Interest. And Octail has put forth the idea that the week of BlizzCon, actually the week leading down, up to BlizzCon, we will be in attendance in Las Vegas. And he's also found some extremely inexpensive hotel rooms to be had. Now, these are not the schwankiest of hotels, but we've got ones from the Excalibur, which is no, that's, a, that's, a nice mass market hotel. Yeah, on the Strip, yeah. 
Right on the strip. <laughs> and the intention is, I know Octel intends to be there uh, between the 17th and the 23rd or 24th of October. And the idea being, you can come and go during that week period for however many days you wish, hang out. We're going to try and do a show pretty much every evening mm-hmm. uh, with varying degrees of live studio audience. Right. If it's not prohibitively expensive, we want to try to get maybe one of the small conference rooms at the Excalibur that they do for business meetings just for that. So we don't have to cram you know, sweat a whole bunch of sweaty people into a tiny little hotel room. But failing that, we will cram a whole bunch of people into a sweaty hotel room in order to uh, allow you to participate in some Versus the World Productions off-the-cuff radio, as yeah. it were, which may or may not involve innocuous clear liquid. So if you are interested, check out the forum post in the general discussion forum, Vegas, October 2010, Call for Interest. All kinds of good deals for hotel room being posted there. If people are planning on driving, uh, you might arrange carpooling there to mm-hmm. share the expense. Or if you find some kind of smashing deal on airline from whatever part of the world you intend to come from. Uh, we've arranged this deliberately such that if you want to attend BlizzCon, you still can. Because it, it is much a longer period of time than BlizzCon operates. And Anaheim is not actually all that long of a drive from Vegas. Right. So you could conceivably... Come to Vegas, fly into Vegas, do a one-ray car rental, perhaps possibly sharing it with your fellow fans, drive to Anaheim, attend BlizzCon, and fly home out of Anaheim. Sure. So all kinds of permutations exist. I myself plan to be there for two, maybe three days during the week, come home, uh, free up Iolite so she can come for a weekend portion because she's chewed through all of her paid time off by having the baby. Um, yeah, I'm going to be doing the weekends. Hey, Chaos Wolf signed in to the video, must Woo! be listening. And uh, he just held up a little button that just said, I got probed. Ah. Nice. Which was awesome. Um, I, I'm trying to avoid the probing. <laughs> also on the video stream is Zimri, who saved my bacon last mm. weekend. Uh, oh, there was bacon to be there saved? There was bacon to be saved. Um, I had hopped on the stream when Octail and Hordak were concluding Rantathon... 2000 Hadouken! Uh, and you know, the, the feeling in the, uh, in the IRC was that you know, they were running a little short. So I hopped on and did an additional three and a half hours of Ranthathon. Nice. But I did it from my secondary rig, which as it turns out, wasn't fully configured to, you know, save the stream to a file. Oh. So I got to the end of my little contribution to Ranthathon 2000 Hadouken! And didn't have an archive to post. Nope. And Zimri was there with the save saying, I saved the stream to MP3. And he arranged to get the rather massive 240 megabyte file to me Sweet. for editing and posting. And if you subscribe to the podcast feed, you've already heard this. Um, and if you want to hear the other six parts of uh, Rantathon 2010, you need to subscribe to the versus Octale and Hordak versus the World stream because that's where that all began. That was just an off-the-cuff me joining in and you will have witnessed the creation of uh, Stumble Upon Roulette, where I do a half-hour segment of just uh, hitting the Stumble Upon button in my browser and reading to you the wild and wacky things that come up, <laughs> which had varying degrees of success and abject failure. Nice. 
The I had nom- fun. The Nomize Rantathon was kind of fuzzy, is what uh, Darhat says uh, in, the, in the Grave Void. Fuzzy as in um, audio quality, I'm assuming? It, I'm assuming. It was, you know, I, mean, a re- well, I don't know where you're drinking beer. And every recording. It's, 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 you guys are lucky you have it at all, and it's entirely thanks to Zimri, because uh, I fail. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. It means fuzzy probably by, like, you're nice. <laughs> Uh, I mean, there wasn't a lot of hate in this year. And they, if you listen to the preview, the episode right before ours of Octel and Hordak versus the World, live on Versus the World Productions, you will hear them uh, catching heat from their email for, for not having enough hate. Yeah. So it's called a rantathon. It was a ramblethon, guys. I'm like, oh, excuse us for not being dicks. But I or being less dickish than last year. Or, or being uh, dickish later in the podcast instead of up front with it. They kind of uh. reversed it. They started out cash and light doing emails and then got into the haterade later on. In gotcha. Gotcha. But I digress. So, by the way, if you hear that cracking in the background, it's me trying to eat carrots. That's in the foreground, dear. And she's also, <laughs> yeah, she's screaming. You'll hear the squeaking in the background as she screams. Mm. I couldn't hold her anymore. She's very hot. <laughs> During the music break here, um, bring her unto me, and I will cuddle her, and on camera even. Though she'll be below camera angle, so you'll just see me looking down at my apparent uh, crotch and cooing a lot, but. It's the baby, honest. <laughs> and then we'll hand you the baby. <laughs> and then we'll, after you've talked you to You shut your mouth, okay? Uh-huh. I can turn your microphone off. You know I can. In fact, perhaps you want to bring Squeaker to me right now. I think now. we better go get her now, yeah. Because, damn. Wow. Now, as uh, mentioned in previous shows, we have a new sponsor on Verse of the World Radio. Yes. Audible.com. We have... And I'm on the wrong damn page. See how hard I fail... Um, I actually used Audible.com before we ever got them as a sponsor, which makes life easy for me. In fact, I've got my monthly credit that I need to go spend. So I'm actually interested in... Ooh, I see a little uh, Chaos Wolf uh, Hellboy action there. Is actually a a Mike Bignola uh, original there? Sweet. Okay, I see the downside of the whole video behind your head there, girl. It's a little distracting to me when cool stuff is happening there. (laughs) Um, One binky. So I need uh, suggestions from the Black Void... About uh, a good audiobook to go for with my uh, credit this month. I'm on their plan where I pay them money and I get one book a month uh, included for substantially less than what you would normally pay for a book, but you have to wait for the first of each month ah. to get your credit. But uh, mine's up and ready, and I need to go and pick a book for this month. Cool. So audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information and educational programming. Content from Audible uh. is downloaded and played back on your computer or your CD or your iPod or MP3 type player. Okay. I, I'm, I have a, um, a totally side topic. I'm sorry, since we're in tangent section. Nuj Kildare on here says, Man, I offered the wife a thousand gold in game to not make me take the greasy, yucky garbage out. She said she'd do dailies instead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> denied. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So we've uh, finished up my spiel here. Um, and yes, arranged- for those of you who are looking, you did just see part of me on video when I handed the baby over. See baby. See baby. I was now quite contentedly sucking on the binky in my arms. Yes. Uh, I looked down apparently at the baby and coo. Um, we have arranged with audible.com for those of you who don't already subscribe and who are in the U.S. and Canada to get one free book to test drive their service. So go over to www.audible.com audiblepodcast.com slash vtwproductions and or just go to our front page look on the left hand side and click on the huge freaking audio audible.com advertisement and it'll take you to that page where you can sign up and get your freebie so you should patronize our sponsors because well they sponsor us yeah and sponsoring us means we 
get to keep doing this. And this is a good. This sounds like a useful. I love it. Place. Yeah, <laughs> so it's always cool I'm, too. I'm I'm, te- I'm looking forward to it myself because I'm going to be back driving again very soon. At least more frequently than I'm driving now. Yeah, and I'll be able to yeah. do the audio in the car, which Actually, is one of my favorite. I things. drive an awful lot for my work, so it's godlike. One of the things I've started doing is uh, for both. You know, altruistic reasons and selfish reasons. Uh, I've taken the light rail downtown to work each day. Nice. At least four ah, days out of five. Cool. Um, and so that's been nice. It adds a little to the time. This is our new, and for those not in Phoenix, uh, it's basically our train system that they just yeah. got going. It only has uh, one stretch basically to it, but it takes from the east side of the valley into downtown, which is where I work. So it's been nice, and yeah, I just pop my headphones in, take a book, and you know, you zone go. out for the forty-five minute uh, train ride down there. So it's been pretty cool, and the the audio books would fit in nicely then. Yeah, I just close my eyes and hope crazy people don't sit next to me. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> good luck because it is still inexpensive. Um, to oh, take the light rail. Yeah, considering they don't actually, they only check tickets randomly. Uh-huh. <laughs> ah, uh-huh. and it's air conditioned, right? Oh yeah, it's really. Oh nice. yeah, so all of the homeless people are in oh, there. Oh, so for you the get summer. to experience whole new smells every day. No, actually, it's been honestly. The I've done it now for like three weeks. I've seen one person I would qualify as crazy. Okay, everybody else has been normal. Normal people, or and it goes right by ASU, which is or Arizona State University, so you get a lot of college kids in there as well. Also um, crazy in their own special way. Yes, <laughs> crazy so good. I, here's a question for you: I don't think does Audible. Can you download Audible audiobooks to a Kindle? Uh, you can get them into MP3 format, and the modern versions of the Kindle will play MP3. Okay. That was one of the Not questions. Not directly. You'll have to go through some gymnastics, I believe, uh, to make that happen. But oh, was- so you're going to have to limber up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Something, I know they were, or they're, I don't know if it's a special file, but they were supposed to integrate it to where it had the audio book as well as when you're reading it, so it would kind of read along with you. They have a system where we'll do text-to-speech. Yeah. And every publisher in the universe elected to turn that off. Okay. Because they see it as a threat to their... Uh, revenue stream from, well, services like audible.com who will pay people to read those and perform them instead of, instead of having a, a computer. computer read the words as printed on the page. Gotcha. Uh, some of the Amazon Kindle on Sean Caster's screen. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I much prefer you know, an audio book recording because a lot of the, and you'll, you'll discover readers that you love. Oh, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed James Marsters doing the... Uh, Dresden. Dresden Files. Um, Stephen Fry. I, I deliberately went out of my way to get the British release of the Harry Potter books because Stephen oh, Fry yeah. was the reader there. Yeah. Um, I did finally have to cave in and do the American version just to get Deathly Hallows on release day. Right. And discovered that the guy, the American guy they had doing it was equally good. good in different ways. Yeah. Um, but it's not Stephen bleeping Fry, though, because... Right. I mean, Stephen Fry's voice Because Stephen alone. Fry is Stephen Fry. Yeah. He, he talks like Stephen Fry. Although I have to tell you that, that I have to be driving or something in order to listen to the audiobook. Because listening to the audiobook of The Last Jim Butcher when I was in the hospital was impossible. Well, you were a little I, distracted. I could not do it. I, I was just like, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I know I had hours just laying there, but didn't work. Not for everybody. Yep. Works great for me. So I've been spending us- a lot of time downloading movies and things on iTunes, as I said, working my way through those. So. Uh-huh. 
We are up against our first break. We Wait, have an episode. Oh, uh, what? Because well, because we're going to go into content. And I don't want to do a tangent section in the middle of the content. I think the content is tangent this week, but okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, that episode of Glee, I have to recommend. It's out on Hulu. Um, Joss Whedon actually uh, directed an episode of Glee recently, and I hadn't watched the show at all before this. I enjoyed it very much, especially with Neil Patrick Harris standing in. That boy's got pipes. So, yes, cool. just a recommendation. It was cool. We will be back right after this episode of Northrend News Network. From Amelia Overbay Day, this is episode 21. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to Northrend News, airing exclusively on Casually Hardcore on vtwproductions.com. This week on Northrend News, we check in with what may become one of the most noteworthy experiments in Azerothian history, the Gnome Druid Project. Each day, in over 30 locations worldwide, the Druids of the Cenarian Circle meet with their small charges to teach the Gnomes about shape-shifting, exploring the Emerald Dream, and to get tips in the growing of Morograin and other Druidic herbs. So far, their efforts have had mixed success. It's tremendously difficult work. Say Cenarian Druid, Talris Taltry. Yesterday, I finally got them to master the basics of kitten form, when one of them pulled out a gnomish poultryizer and turned us all into chickens. Let me tell you, demagicking a half-griffoned gnome is not easy, especially not when he pulls an arc-light spanner on you. But other druidic factions are in favor of the gnome's addition to the ranks, says Archmage Tusca of Senjin Village and Archmage Lupin of Gilneas. The addition of gnomes in the Cenarian Circle would give druids added nutrition in bite-sized portions. In other news today, Blizzard has another lawsuit on their hands, this time concerning the major dungeon factions of Azeroth. It seems the monsters and minions of the world are filing suit for unfair labor practices and work without adequate compensation in the midst of the new Dungeon Finder tool, which is sweeping the game world. In the old days, we would run a dungeon once or twice a day. Says suit spokesdemon Malganus. We had time for a leisurely breakfast, massage therapy, and a pedicure or two. But now, we're being asked to respawn every 30 minutes or so. It's exhausting and painful. I mean, the least they could do is give us better medical benefits. While Blizzard has yet to make any comment as to whether the demons, ghouls, and mad dragons in their employ will receive free dental benefits and access to childcare, Malganus is confident in his ability to represent the case. For today's top stories from all corners of Azeroth, this is Northrend News. I'm a little girl who likes CCGs, and Doc Ted told me to listen to VTWProductions.com. Isn't it great? And Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio. While I've got Iolite and Grail both scouring the floor to see where Arch Nemesis spit her binky. Under your seat. And the binky has been... Recovered, I gotta wash it. But it needs washing. <laughs> Contaminated binky. Yep. No, one thing I never did figure about about kids is you know they they love the binky and then spit it out and then fuss that it's gone. Yep. Like, um, 
There was free will involved there, child. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of it's still just motions just kind of are happening. Figuring out yeah. you know, how all this stuff works. I just stick my tongue out. Uh-oh. <laughs> Where'd the binky go? Hey, wait, I want to stick up my phone and have my binky. Yeah. Thank you. Cause and effect mate, is not quite there yet for a six month or six course, week old. The minute Iowa returns with the binky, she's asleep. Yep. <laughs> On and off That's like fine. a light switch. It's there. It's a happy thing. It's a good thing. Speaking of good things, coming up later this month, I think June twenty fourth or so, new episodes of Futurama. All right. Oh, sorry, wrong franchise. Yeah. Well, and we were good in. news, everyone. Good news, yes. everyone. The slime. Uh, I can't read your crazy moon language. That's yeah. the tick. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Also, we have things like True Blood starting on the thirteenth. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, season three of that. Yep. Yeah, I don't have. Sadly, don't have HBO. Mm. Um, but I have been watching the last two seasons, and I finished the last two seasons cool. on iTunes. Just went ahead and bought them. You know, it was really funny for people complaining about the price to download on on iTunes. It was like thirty five bucks for the entire season, season. Right. for the entire season. I'm like, really? It's like two bucks, two ninety nine for a each episode for yeah. each episode. And considering <laughs> HBO normally puts their seasons out for like a hundred dollars on DVD, <laughs> it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at it going. Uh, so hmm. hmm. Never underestimate. I mean, when working retail, I came up with a saying for customers. They want it all. They want it now. They want it free. Oh, yeah. And they will never be truly satisfied, uh, period, really. Even if you gave it to them all now and free, they would complain about something else, like the quality of it or something. Sure. It's like, you got that for free, and you're still going to complain that the image quality could be better. Yeah. All righty then. Though I have seen... On uh, my favorite streaming service, Netflix uh, streaming, a uh, pretty good uptick in the kind of stuff that they offer that I want to watch. Cool. I was going in there and adding seasons of things. I saw things like Dr. Horrible Sting Along blog turning up there, Firefly, um, all the old episodes of Red Dwarf, which I own on DVD, and yet it's strangely easier just to stream it rather than going looking for the DVDs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that lazy and well, disorganized. Wow. Eventually, you've got to admit, from a technological perspective, eventually we're just going to like rip everything we own, store it all in the cloud, pull it when we need it, and put it out there. Oh no, you won't. Why not? Because the MPAA won't let you. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm, I'm saying globally, there's going to be a new agreement written. There has to be at some point over media. It, I mean, we're seeing the beginnings of it now, but so it may be a. Monthly pay access to access whatever you want, instant view. Mm-hmm. So it, it may be services, but we just won't keep or you buy permanent access to something, but you'd and it's all instant view, but you don't have to keep these DVDs in your house. Yeah, we're moving the same that way. My, the same way the Kindle replaces, you know, all of the books eventually. Yeah, the only know. fear there is their ability to suspend your access, cut to you it. off. Well, that's just it. There right. lies the. Fear. I mean, they will. That that, that eventually have. it'll be. Well, it'll be like Blizzard suspending your account. What did you do? Did you do anything to get your account suspended? Um, I think I don't know. I, I I would say that we're not 
anywhere close to that yet, personally. I think the backlash just over the privacy in Facebook alone yeah. shows that oh, people yeah. are not ready for folks to have control of what they consider theirs. Oh, I, no, I agree. <laughs> it, I don't think this is next year. I don't even think this is the next 10 yeah. years. It'll take a large I think shift. This in, is, I think this is a generation. Yeah, it'll take a sh- big shift in people's perception of ownership before that really could take off. Yes. Um, but yeah, Blizzard uh, definitely has made a uh, interesting choices sometimes in terms of banning folks. I know we got an email from Cupcheck on that on his account having, and funny enough, his situation is very similar to a situation a friend of mine went through where basically he hadn't played for a while. In, in my friend's case, right, logs back in and gets told your account's. Suspended. Know, suspended. And he goes and finds out that his account had been accused of economy manipulation. Economy? What? Basically, he was a laundering service for gold farmers. Ah. <laughs> Whether he knew it or not. Yeah. yeah. So he hadn't been playing his account. He had, I guess, without... I mean, I understand what he did. His brother also played, and he gave his brother his account information. In giving it to his brother, his brother did nothing malicious with it. However, he could not also be very sure about his brother's safety protocols on his computer. Thus, his account got hacked that way. And ah. the giving of the account information to his brother is technically right. a violation. Which, of, of course, he didn't mention the Blizzard. Of course but, not. <laughs> but nonetheless, that's what kind of led to this. And then when the hackers got it, they used him as a clearinghouse for, right. for gold. And so he got suspended, and he had to actually... Uh, call Blizzard, and I'll try to look up the number here for that, because he tried to deal with them via email and ran into nothing. They, the just robot. they would not respond at right. all. Mm-hmm. And so he, there was a number he actually finally called. He was able to talk to them, and Explain they himself. finished their investigation then in like two days and got his account re-enabled, and it was all worked out fine. All his stuff was returned to him. So it, it worked out in the end, but it was hard. And like, uh, same thing Cupcheck's been running into is that via email, just you get no response at all. It's really, really frustrating. There's too many of us and too few of them. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and being, squeaky wheel. Yeah. Squeaky wheel. And yeah, I'm sure somebody just did the, you know, numbers on it. Like, well, if we staffed as many people as we would need, this is how much money we would actually be recouping. There's just no point in doing that. Let's cost benefit analysis. Exactly. The ROI is not looking good. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, otherwise, uh, Blizzard has gone yet another week without releasing any content. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nothing significant. Sons uh, of Guns. Where's that 3.35 patch? The one that opens up the uh, Ruby cu- couple boss Ruby segment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it'd be nice. Something to do. Something new. I mean, you got your DK to 80. Yes, I did. I'm limping my DK, I think it's past 76. Yeah. In my you know, 15 seconds I can play before the gland goes off in Arch Nemesis's head. Right. And the fussing begins. And I just, I am psychotically incapable of getting into the dungeon finder when I know the probability is high that me, as the tank, will be bailing multiple times during the instance. Yeah. And I just don't think that that's cool. So. I just queue up his DPS. <laughs> they don't do True. anything. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I did the same thing. I. Sort of tried to tank a little bit, but I just in the end said, you know, I'm going to build my DPS gear. Tank gear tends to rot, so I'll just queue as DPS and call it good for now. And eventually, you wait a bit longer. I'll but... build it up by getting off spec rolls and stuff. So, yeah, and like yeah. I said, it you wait, you know, ten minutes longer than a tank who probably instant queues. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm just lazy. I mean, when I get online, you know, it's 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 grasping for that moment I can play, and yeah, the instant hit the Q button and get in is desirable. Well, but I don't know how many of you guys have been listening mm-hmm. since we started when Nemesis was not too much beyond her. Nemesis was about two years old when we started. Yeah, it's about half. right. Yeah, because it was after we moved down into this house. It was 2007, but, August. Okay, so, the, but the real interesting part of that was we lived in this land for so long of, I've got probably half an hour here. Right. That's it. 30 minutes is all I'm going to get to sit down and do what needs to be done before I get pulled away. And when I get pulled away, it won't be for five minutes or 10 minutes. And it's not fair to make a whole group of people wait for 15 or 20 or longer. Um, before you get there. So we've, we've kind of gone back into that world of we have just this amount of time right. and that's it. So and would, then, you know, so if we have to wait 10 minutes in a queue, eh, could be a I would say, though, I mean, the the world of Warcraft as it stands now is a lot more friendlier to that oh, than it was yeah. back in the day. Oh, my God, yes. With no dungeon queuing, with the instances that took probably an hour or if not longer yep. on average. So, I mean, I, I remember <laughs> many times yeah, going, even Deadmind. <laughs> I mean, that was a long instance to go through back when it yes. was level appropriate. And, yep. You know, yeah, no. deadlines took uh, three, three and a half yeah. hours to get through. Well, because we sucked, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, everybody we were, sucked. Everyone did at that point. Yes, I didn't we have did. grail on that. No one knew how to play nope, at that we were, point. That was our we first instance. Sure. It was great. Sure. Yeah, kind of had to be an employee of, of Blizzard playing the whole thing in order to actually be a good player at that point. Yeah, or have been in the beta. Right, mm-hmm. right. But even then, I mean, just but you didn't have the gear you have now. You don't have heirloom items walking around. You didn't have a high level to give you a bunch of crap. I mean, uh, I'm loving the heirloom system. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Extra ten percent or twenty percent of. Uh, it was just you know I could get that that rare ring from the fishing daily for the extra five percent. Yeah, but Cataclysm is going to give you a full set of the crap. So yeah, I'm not I'm not overly worried. Now I, I I utilize the. Uh, uh, the word for the heirloom items uh-huh. uh, when leveling the uh, rogue and yeah. the DK both. So that's nice. They, I mean, I got them all back in the bank now. I finally replaced gear on my death knight to where I could put my chest beat away, the shoulders, and right. my weapon. Once you reach eighty, it becomes useless. No, it still works pretty dang well. It took me a while to find. I mean, I was you running to replace it. I had to get through like trial of champion uh, heroic hmm. or into like forge of souls and pit of sauron before I was really finding gear to replace it. And I got really lucky on my first run through pit of sauron. I got the axe off the last guy on heroic, so the tyrannical nice. beheader. So mm-hmm. I got a two thirty two axes like this. This is a much bigger improvement over my heirloom axe of the executioner or executioner's axe. So I'm rocking. Nice. I'm rocking the. Uh, <laughs> Oh, what's the axe from uh, Arcanite Reaper? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You're rocking the I'm heirloom, rocking the Arcanite Reaper for my yeah, tanking I set. I guess that's what it mm-hmm. is. Though. Executioner's axe, I think, is from EverQuest. Now think yeah, about you're that. right. Whoops. Oopsie. That's that Project 99 coming out. Because <laughs> I've still been dinking around in there, so I'm starting to mix my terms. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I've got the Arcanite Reaper heirloom for the tanking set and the True Silver Champion right. for the DPS set. Right, right. And I've even got a couple of one-handed swords for messing around with two-handed DPS, but I think the or excuse me, two-wielding DPS, but I think I prefer two-handed DPS on the DK. 
Yeah, I haven't gotten two one-handed weapons yet to try it out. It seems interesting in that it's very freeform. You're not stuck into a rotation. Yeah. It's very, if this Whatever happens, do up. this. If this happens, do that. So. This button lights up, press it. Roll face on keys. <laughs> Win loot. <laughs> I really, I had a, a shock last night. I actually got to log in for a little while uh-huh. and immediately got asked by guildmates to switch over to one of my 80s, so I brought the gnome out okay. to do some roguing into... We were taking someone through Pitasaron and uh, Halls of Reflection sure. on their first go through, and I had forgotten how to play the rogue entirely. Like, oh God, what do these, all these buttons do? And I keep going for my Death and Decay, and you know, where's my AOE? And yeah. you did that when I made you bring Night Sky out the other. Oh, even worse! Yeah, I'm playing yeah. even longer. Yeah. Night Sky has a lot of buttons. Rogues, it's like by the end of it, I'm sure you realize, oh, there's only three buttons yeah. <laughs> that I use. All these sinister other buttons strike, are just for strike, show. Sinister strike, eviscerate. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, oh, you're still a sin- you're still combat, huh? Hmm. I haven't played the. Ca- I guess I, I don't even yeah. know what I was. I brought on the blew the dust off. Did the instances went to bed? There you go. Yeah, we missed uh, rating last night because we actually did real, honest to god role playing for the first time in months last night. So that was wow. pretty cool. Like Those are the, yeah, that's... like not the not even fourth edition, which is more kind of a board game. We actually did vampires last night, so that was pretty fun. Nice, yeah. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, which one was it that you actually played last night? Vampires. Masquerade. Oh, okay. Uh, Masquerade. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. So that was cool. So on the. Uh, forums, not Jeez. forums, on the website. Yeah. We have a pledge drive or a donation drive underway that uh, we need your help with if you can help. Uh, we have run into a situation where a lot of our show hosts are starting to get new computers that are coming with things like Windows Vista and Windows 7, which we're discovering does not play nice with our kind of archaic version of Sam Broadcaster that we all own. So I went to Spatial Audio and got the quote for the upgrade for everybody. And they actually gave us a nice package deal because normally Sam Broadcaster by itself for a single license is $300. Right. And the deal we got with them was for a total of seven licenses for the station for a total of $650. So wow. on the front page, yeah. <laughs> well, they've created yeah. a, a nice system of where they, they realize a lot of people work it the way we do, mm-hmm. where you have a central 24-7 server, and then you deactivate that server, and a DJ comes in and does a show. Now, in our case, the DJ is you know a live show host, but for them, most of their people are doing music. But the, still, the system is the same, where you have a machine that keeps the station going in an automated fashion, and then you preempt that computer from a remote location to do live content and they've modified their licensing agreement such that they support that where you can have these little baby licenses for the quote djs that's us and then the main license lives on the 24 7 server so they know their audience and they've crafted it such that they don't price us out of the business and so we're going to continue giving them our money however to do that we need to borrow yours so if you can assist us, that would be greatly appreciated. The sooner uh, we can raise that money either through advertising or through donation, the sooner we can get a lot more people a lot more stable with the current uh, much up-to-date version of Sam Broadcaster that we are not currently running. Uh, though I have tasted of the fruit of the new version because I'm doing that podcasting class at the University of Advancing Technology, and we do have two copies of the current version that I get to play with there, oh, and cool. I now know what I'm missing. So if you can help, and this is by no means a requirement, and donations of any size are welcomed, if you can throw us a buck, that's a buck more than we had a minute ago. Yep. 
So go to the front page, www.vtwproductions.com. A couple stories down from the top, you will see the uh, software upgrade donation drive with a chip-in widget there that you can use to use your Visa card or your PayPal account to chip in that which you can. Um, so please, if you have uh, the means, we could certainly use the help to get everybody upgraded and get all the uh, new shows we have in the offing that are somewhat being held up by technical uh, problems that we've just diagnosed as this. Yeah. Uh, game nights, I'm looking at you. <laughs> and get that uh, taken care of and get us all upgraded and current and legit and all that fun stuff we'd like to be to bring us these shows to you on a weekly basis. Right. Please and thank you. Dara Hot says, Vista's all right when it's patched up. Yes, but you might as well just go for seven these right. days because it's basically Vista patched Why up. Why screw around? Yep. Yeah. Um, you spend the money, just go for seven. It's a fine fine operating system. So to, to reel it back to uh, WoW Chat, Bring it on. one of the things, on just to clarify on the fishing, when you're talking about getting the heirloom. Yeah, that's a rare, rare, rare thing. As I understand it, you only get it, and, I'm, and this has been a little bit of discussion in IRC, I'm agreeing with Barry here, I believe you can only get it from doing winning the tournament from Dalaran. Yes. You don't get it from a bag, though. Like the um, fishing daily, the daily fishing quest won't give it to you. You have to win the tournament, as I understand. Yeah, the new tournament that they've put in. Yeah, the one with for the Tuscar guy who makes right. you fish just any fishing hole for a specific for a, fish. For a rare fish, yeah. And then, yeah, you, you hoof it so, back. Yeah. It is, in short, quite difficult to approach. Yeah. Nah, yeah, you get 52 a year. <laughs> 52 shots. 52 shots a year. Assuming Booyah. the server's not down. True. <laughs> Never happens. What are you no, no it's crazy not. Time. Ice down, yeah. We, do, yeah. we, don't, we don't remember that name at all. No. Nope. It's been pretty solid now. Um, also, yeah, one of the things, just more as a public service announcement for a while. Grail's PSA. Would be, <laughs> well, here, let me. Hang on, we need to play an appropriate uh, intro for you then. As Grail does his public service announcement. And let's see. Should we do the old one or the new one? Let's do the new one. I wear no pants. <laughs> I wear no pants. I wear, I wear, I wear, wear no pants. If you're hearing this message, this is a test now. Um, this is probably the th- area of time right now that kills most guilds, without mm-hmm. a doubt. <laughs> the this, doldrum. This stretch of time, I've, I see guilds that have done amazing things get just gutted by this area of time. So if anything, just keep that in your mind while you're do- doing your, your things in WoW or while you're taking a break from WoW that... This is really what tests the metal of a lot of folks because you have a lot of folks that are just done what they've come to do for now with the current content. There's nothing really worth playing for in their minds, and thus they're going to wait for the expansion. And then you have another group of folks that feel, oh, my God, the expansion's coming. I need to get this stuff done while it still has meaning or it's, you know, I'm wasting my time. And that breaks things apart quite a bit and i've seen it yeah uh in some of the rating groups i do that it's been tough to get a consistent group of people together because you have folks dropping out and other folks saying well i i'm going to go to this other guild to hopefully up my chances of completing icc or heroics or whatever whatever the goal of the the day is so keep that in your minds that uh if you run a guild or if you're an officer in a guild Keep that in your the forethought and really understand what's going on with folks because I it happens every single time we get an expansion on the horizon. Oh yeah, no, I, I see it. It's it's all over the place at this point, and I I live in that land of 
when I'm online, I do want to do the things that I, I, I have to get done sure. before the expansion ships. So I haven't, I mean, there's things like Ice Crown Citadel, I think it's still going to be there yeah. after, <laughs> after Cataclysm. So I'm trying to get all my old world stuff taken care of, you know, get all my achievements done, get all my, you know, even exploration. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get all of that done. And so it takes, it takes a little bit of time. You know, to run through a lot of that stuff. So yeah, and I mean, but at least that's something you can jump on, do at your own pace, mm-hmm. and then back out. So that right. doesn't you don't get the same conflict of oh, I logged in and nobody's around to group with me to do whatever. Actually, there every time I log in, there is nobody around to group <laughs> with me. Just so you know, when I log in, like right now, we've got two guild members on, and I'm oh, one yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, lots of love to you, Gun. Thanks for being on. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's one of the things is because I'm not right now, because I'm on the late shift with, uh, with Arch Nemesis, which means I'm up at two in the morning doing the midnight, two o'clock a.m. feedings, the three, eight, four a.m. feedings. Right. I have to go to bed early, which means I'm not on during peak playing time, which is in the evening from, you know, say six or seven sure. o'clock to about midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock. By the time I would be getting on, assuming I couldn't go back to sleep after feeding her, no one else is going to be on. And when I'm on, you know, at 10 o'clock on a Monday morning, everyone else is at work. Right, right. So, yeah. So, I've got to be able to do... There's stuff I've got to be able to do is, meh, by myself. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's kind of the reason for powering up the DK because it's like, eh, it's close. It's keeping my interest right now. I get that whole rush of, oh, new gear, you know, the the feeling is, is back for that. Well, you'll also, you'll have... A different suite of characters to choose from. Yeah. When you go to level one for Cataclysm. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting with four now. Yeah, and also the choice of you know the new race. So I've seen a significant interest in people wanting to play the new starting area. Oh content. yeah. Right. Oh, I, yeah. I'm yeah. very interested. Hunter Worgen is gonna yeah. get my hunter's gonna get remade as a Worgen ground from scratch. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for I mean, yeah, believe me, I'm excited for Cataclysm. It's just not going to be here just, for a while yet. We're still grinding away towards it. And I mean, other stuff has, has definitely captured my interest. We've talked about Red Dead Redemption. There's been stuff on the Xbox. Um, I just, my motherboard died, so I bought a new motherboard. I had put my old video card into Erica's, or Dax's computer. It worked really well there, so I bought myself a new video card. Oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wasn't happy with that one, so I went back and got a better one because I was like, oh, I want something that really last me so i picked up an ati 5770 which is oh. it is quite choice it is so choice <laughs> if you have the means i highly recommend yeah. picking one up it's running well so i've yeah. been picking up some of the old games on the computer just to like oh dragon age wow this looks pretty sweet now <laughs> so yeah so there's stuff that can keep your mind but i do want to see keep playing wow because obviously you want to keep the the people connection going mm-hmm. of the folks that you don't see in real life um Oh, no, there's a first time last night that I got to play with uh, Guildies. And yeah. I got to hang out with uh, Gun and Raggy and Glola. And Chicky was in there as well. Right. And I got to you know burn her poor, her poor ears off with some of my commentary because <laughs> pent up uh, <laughs> off color commentary had been apparently dwelling inside me for a long time. So, nice. Yeah, I was a little. Um, this would be your rant. Blue. Your little rant? No, this is just me in. Invent last night during, oh. during our two little runs, and we kind of went off. A yeah, bit. And they, they, they're like, "Oh man, we miss you." 
Yeah, I'll come in here be vile anytime you want me to. Exactly. <laughs> my copious spare time. Nice. Which brings us up against our break. And in this break, we have a new episode of Midnight at the Movies Ooh. for the 6th of June, 2010. And even though Octail threatens to spear himself through the face with Bobby Kotick's billfold, every time I say it, this is Casually Hardcore, and we are, in fact, live on Versus the World Radio, www.vtwproductions.com. Dot and, com. Ooh. Come on, girl, you need to sing it. Huh? Sing I'm it. reading stuff. I'm yeah, not singing nothing. Yeah. I'm not Patrick Harris. I'm feeling the love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back right after this. For one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our sexy girlfriend. Inconceivable. What are you people? On dope? Hey gang, welcome back to Midnight at the Movies. This week we actually have four new movies out, so let's get started. First up, Get Him to the Greek. You missed a crazy party, man. I got jammed up at home. How was Space Anatomy? McDreamy's the bad boy, but he's also, like, cute. Totally. On June 4th, you have 72 hours to get out of the snow from London to Los Angeles. Let's have the time of your life. Two very different people will never be the same. From the director of Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's a crazy person. Don't think of it as a threesome. Think of it as having sex with your girlfriend while someone else also has sex with your girlfriend. Wait, what? Get him to the Greek. Rated R. Starts June 4th. All right, this is going to be one of those crazy comedies. It's by the guys who made Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and it even has Jonah Hill and Russell Brand in it from that movie. Brand is coming back as Alba Snow, the rock star from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, so nothing's changed for him. Hill is working for a record company who is going out of business very quickly and needs a great idea, and their idea is to go grab this rock star who's kind of washed up, bring him back to L.A., and put on a big comeback concert. So Hill goes over and tries to get him back. Comedy ensues. All right. It is going to be an hour and 49 minutes long, and it's rated R for all kinds of fun stuff you don't want the kiddies to see. Next up on the list is going to be The Killers. Yeah, you remember when Katherine Heigl actually said that, I'm not doing TV anymore. I'm a movie star. Yeah, well, this will be the movie where you get to watch her career go into the crapper, because this is getting horrid reviews. I mean, it's just terrible. Rotten Tomatoes actually gives this 6%, which I don't remember a movie getting 6% before. This is going to be bad, kiddies. It's rated PG-13, and it's an hour and 40 minutes long, and honestly, I doubt that's an hour and 40 minutes that you're going to get back to your life. So, go at your own risk. I'm hearing terrible things on this one. Alright, next up, something that we might actually like. Let's take a look at Splice. Human cloning is illegal. This won't be human. Not entirely. It's empty. Get out! What was that? A mistake. It's growing fast. I think you want to make her in the first place. This is the disaster everyone warns about. A new species set loose in the world. Splice. Rated R. Starts June 4th. 
All right, y'all remember that movie Species? That's all I'm saying. That's what it reminds me of. Basically, it's about two geneticists who decide to do some human cloning. It's humans with monkeys. I have no idea. Looking at the trailer for this, this little girl looks crazy. It actually has some really high-powered talent. Oscar winner Adrian Brody's in this bad boy. I like Adrian Brody a lot. I'm just kind of surprised that the pianist went from that to a horror movie. But I guess he's branching out and getting a little crazy, which I'm all for. So it's going to be good. Also with him is Sarah Polly. The acting looks like it's going to be great. I'm kind of just, in theory, just a little hesitant on the storyline. Yeah, don't know. It's getting pretty good reviews from the horror critics, so get out and see it if you like the horror movies. It's rated R, and it's an hour and 44 minutes long. All right, uh, the next movie for us is actually going to be Marmaduke. You know, the big Great Dane dog. This one's going to be a live-action kind of thing where they've computer-animated his mouth so it talks. Owen Wilson's the dog. Honestly, as sad as this sounds, I really really think Marmaduke's going to be the biggest winner this weekend. Kids are out of school. Parents want to get rid of them already. So, hey, let's take them to cutesy Marmaduke. Honestly, I think this may end up winning the box office movies, but we'll have to see. All right, speaking of money-o's, let's take a look at this week's money-o's and see who's doing the best in the box office. At the number five spot, Robin Hood's still in there, bringing in another $13.4 million. Number four is is Iron Man 2, bringing in $21.1 million. Number 3 is Sex and the City 2 with $36.8 million. The number 2 movie, which was a pretty decent uh, remake of, for a video game, Prince of Persia, brought in $37.8 million. And hanging out on top is Shrek Forever After with another $57.1 million. All right, this week on DVD, we actually have two decent movies out. Uh, it's going to be Shutter Island and From Paris with Love. Both those come out on Tuesday, June 8th. All right, now let's take a look at Midnight's Mix-Up Matchup. What I want you to do is listen to these five clips. I'm going to play them, then head to the forums at vtwproductions.com. Click on that forums link up there in the upper right. Uh, go all the way down to the big screen section. That's where I call home. Click on that Midnight Movie Mix-Up Matchup for this week and get in there and try to help us guess what these movies are. All right, here they come at you. Where would Tina Turner be right now if she'd rolled over and said, Hit me again, Ike, and put some stank on it? We've got to have a doctor. I don't know nothing about birthing babies. How do you know? Look behind me. Turn It's a twister. It's a twister. Oh, I'm Jim's dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, you must be the appearance of this uh, young lady. I'm sorry I didn't get her name, but uh, hopefully my son did. One, two, five. Three, da, three. All right, we went some back, some forward, some sideways on that one, so hopefully you all get them. I'll see you on the forums. I've been Midnight, and this is Midnight at the Movies. Back to Gnomewise and the Casualty Crew. See you all next week. Hello, I'm Oxhale. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to be a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? Well, if you do... Send an email to vtwsubs at gmail.com. That's vtwsubs at gmail.com. See, that's the problem with Midnight at the Movies is we get distracted trying to figure out what the Midnight <laughs> Mix-Up matchup is and forget to like go back on the air. Does anyone know what that first one was? Jim I, uh, Carrey. Uh, that sounded like Will Ferrell to me. Um, no, that was Jim Carrey. Totally Jim Carrey. Anyway, no, go to the forums so. and help work out one of those. Damn. Okay, this brings us to 
our lovely, lovely. Oh, you have section. 937 messages, all of which are marked urgent. Yes, indeed. It is email shout out Black Boy Gray Void section of our show where you, the listener base, get a chance oh to talk back. What? Here's real car- real quick, the, uh, the number for contacting Blizzard, because I don't have a phone in front of me, is 1-800-59-BLIZZARD. Ah. So I don't know what Blizzard turns into in terms of numbers, but... Uh, Barry VA, that one's for you to yeah. include in the show notes. 1-800-59-BLIZZARD. Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll blow on you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Mm. I don't know. I will be in ah. the car. Liar, liar. Thank you. That was correct. That's what I thought it was. Was it? Postama from the... Oh, I see. Right. I don't know how you get Will Ferrell from that one. Cause it sounded like it to me. It's, it was definitely Jim Carrey. Okay. But anyway. And the other four were pretty easy. I, I, have, <laughs> I, I have an email. Okay. Bring it. It's, it's actually just came in recently, and it's entitled, I Have a Sickness. It says, cough, splutter, cough. Not that kind of sickness. More a malaise, actually. Anyway, about three months ago, I kind of stopped playing WoW. Life got really busy for a week or two, and then suddenly I've not played it since. I've sat and done nothing all day today when I could have played WoW. Yes, I've logged on twice. Once to sort out a guild member who got hacked, and another time to invite said guildie back into the guild once they got their authenticator. Yes, I'm an officer, which makes my absence worse. I've only... sorted out my guildies problems because they're my other half oh dear has this happened to you guys where you don't feel like playing for an extended time and how do you get over it this from jalvar jalver alonsis you well you don't have to get over it you might just be done playing so don't feel badly about it one one day you will stop playing wow yeah, I mean, I would say if you don't feel like playing it right now, don't play it because it won't it won't get better by just trying to power. You'll through start it. hating it. Yeah, you'll hate it at that point. I'd say stop. You know, if you still want to keep in touch with the folks, then keep your account, log in just to say hey, and you know, or once you, a week or whatever. If you've got or TeamSpeak, yeah, then just log I mean, in. If there. you have other methods, but you if that's your hang. only method of contacting people, you know, just do that. Say hello. Log off and go on and do other things. Um, Communicate your with, with your guildies yeah. that I'm really not going to be playing for the next little bit. So please don't count on me to attend raids. Don't count on me to help people level. Right. I'm just barely keeping my account active to be able to say hi to all of you because I don't want to lose contact. But just communicate with people so they know where you're coming from so you don't disappoint anyone. Yeah. Just yeah. That's that's all there is to Communication, it. Communication as usual is king. Right. But yeah, this this is, as we've observed multiple times on recent shows, these are the doldrums. Oh, yeah. It is really hard to get a lot of excitement going about what's going on in that particular game because there's nothing new right. going on in that particular game. So that's not a bad thing. That just happens. No. Development cycle on these things is very long. If you want good content and a good redesign of the game, which is being promised with Cataclysm, then we we got to sit through this period of time while the magic elves at Blizzard do what they need to do behind the scenes to make it all come true. Sure. And I mean, it's so funny. It's, it's, it's unique to MMOs that people have that expectation of like, oh my God, I, I, I don't feel like playing this game. It's like, what game other than this have you played for five straight years consistently week by week? 
None. <laughs> I would be hazarding yeah. a guess that there's probably nothing out there that uh, matches that involvement, unless it's just another MMO. Um, so yeah, don't don't feel bad. I don't think you know if you stop playing Battlefield Two, you're nobody's going to miss you there. You're not betraying <laughs> yeah. anyone. So let it go, Indiana. Let it go. go. All right, got a thing here. A story about a baron. I have a story about desire, determination, and the hunger for a mount that all combined and led to an obsession, (laughs) which led to the first frustration, then to hilarity. I'm talking, of course, about Baron Rivendare's Death Charger shivers. So, I was farming this mount just like the next guy after 245 Baron kills. Oh, it's true. Checked from the statistics tab on the achievement window. I decided to include my old in-game friend in the next couple of runs. Since she had pestered me that she had nothing better to do and she wanted to help, but as stubborn as I am, I had refused since I wouldn't feel comfortable wasting somebody's time just because of a personal obsession and I normally wanted to go on my own pace without worrying about leaving the computer and she would have to wait around. So, we do a run and go smoothly shock horror smooth run for my level 80 human rogue and her level 80 night elf resto druid but surprise surprise no mount she gets a little frustrated and i think to myself exactly what i expected from her <laughs> but one one run and she's <laughs> one frustrated, run and frustrated. <laughs> yep. but she does not know what you're getting yourself exactly. into <laughs> but she says something i really didn't expect she promised to flash her boobies <laughs> <laughs> if uh, blah, blah, if, uh, if the mount would drop. Yeah, she, he used a different word, so of I substituted boobies. In front of her computer, to the Baron during the next kill. So we reset and we go in again. And what do you know? There's the mount. <laughs> After 247 kills. I should have brought her with me 245 kills ago. Lesson of the story, booby magic is real. <laughs> P.S. Shout out for uh, being the first person to pin on our map on the website, uh, born and bred in Finland. Yours sincerely, Key. Uh, level 80 human rogue from Wild Hammer EU. Thank you for that. And also, uh, if you don't know about the member map, go to the website on the right-hand side of the main page. There's a listener map, which is a feature of our forum. Uh, so you will need to register for a forum account if you want to utilize that. And it shows little markers on a Google map where all of you are. And it's quite an impressive collection of, uh, of little map tags. And thank you for getting us a tag in Finland. Now speak to us in strange words with... O's with strikes through them and, and umlauts over strange letters that mm-hmm. should not have them. Yeah, I know. It's like rune language. Chicken <laughs> hanger. We shouldn't even um, try. We're so f- I have the <laughs> shout out to everyone who ever. came to the dance party. Bring it. Um, I may have missed a couple if they left early. I have Darahot, Boba Fetish, Ambrosius. Yes. Nush Kildare, Midnight VTW, Valerie. Uh, Zokunin or Zakunin, uh, Gunhilda, Jaimaria, Jaimaria, Dread Knight, Gnome Frost, and our only in resident Torin today, Jaidoran. Jaidoran. Excellent. I guess. Um, I have uh, an email here talking about the voids, and it's simply titled The Video Void. So, Gnome and Company, a simple question. If the in game chat is the black void, and the IRC is gray, so it's the other way around. The gray void is the in-game, in-game chat, dance party. and the IRC is the black void. Yep. What does it make the video chat, then? 
what he's talking about is we experimented today with TinyChat. And if you're not in TinyChat now, and you have a camera, you should be. It's tinychat.com slash Twitter slash GnomeWise with a capital G. G-N-O-M-E-W-I-S-E. And we've got uh, a bank of seven people up there right now with their video cameras going. And it has its own built-in text and chat. And 24 which, people active, some of whom are uh, simply unwilling to show themselves on, or don't have a camera. <laughs> on the internet. And despite the fact that I tried to tell them... Um, you know, don't use this chat, use the IRC chat. They all use the built-in chat on the tiny chat, so <sighs> fail. We'll have to work out, a, maybe build our own system for this and integrate IRC, because having people spread out across multiple chats dilutes the whole community thing. So yeah. from that respect, this video chat thing has been a failure. From a, a seeing people doing wacky things behind Grail's head during the show, total success. Well, since it has like video and text, yeah. um, I think you'd have to call it like the Captain Planet chat. Captain Planet chat. Mm-hmm. Explain yourself. Because it's a multitude of, of uh, methods of communicating. Because people have been holding up stuff to their cameras. Right. They're chatting in there. So it can't just have a single color to it. And the first thing that I thought of was multiple colors. No, it's Captain the Ocatrine Void. Ocatrine? Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we going to Rainbow Chat now? That- no. Oh. Ra- rainbow Void? It's the Rainbow Void? Come on. Stand what by. Have I up. <laughs> Come on. Bring it on. Making me over to San Broadcaster. Find uh-huh. the right one. Way to go, a-hole. No, that's not it. <laughs> um, so I have a shout-out in the meantime. Shout-out to Barry. Um, and that was from... Let's see. Who was that? From Dread Knight. So, Rainbow Chat. Speaking as a gay man, I'm going to <laughs> all of you. Yes, I thought about that application of rainbow, but you said it couldn't just be one color. And so if something is multiple colors, then I, I think of rainbow or in, in, inappropriately something else. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Need I say more? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I like that you need to say more because if I don't say more, then we have dead air. Well, I have another shout-out. Shout-out to Guild of the Zodiac from Darahat. They killed Putricide. That's from Darahas, please. Oh, bring it on. Congrats. I have a That's Black always- Void uh, mm-hmm. person who did not obey and did not send this via Barry VA. Shame, shame, shame. Sean Kester, shout-out to my guild, Knights of the Round on Uldaman US. But what would a show be without that exact same shout-out? Every single week, because we get that from, Shoutcat, from uh, Sean Kester every week. Knights of the Round, not Old on US. Yep. It just wouldn't be the same nope. without that shout-out. Okay. And I'm going to go assassinate my dog. Nice. I got a quick one here. I heard uh, casual or real-life role-playing. I heard the casual crew mention that you do pen and paper role-playing, too. What games and classes does everyone play? It's from Bohemia. Uh, as we mentioned, well, last night, kind of taking a break from D&D, we did Vampires. Uh, I got asked in the Grey Void. Or Black Void. Uh, I was playing a Malkavian. Daxa played a Tremere. And we had... No one's going to go kill a, the dog. Something, a gangrel and uh, a, a ghoul with us. That was our a, full a gangrel party. and a ghoul. Okay. Yeah, a gangrel. So he's like a feral-ish mm-hmm. vampire. My guy was crazy. Uh, Tremere is kind of this magic... Right. Focused one. So yeah. I remember playing that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's most recently those I mean we've played lots of different games, uh Shadowrun, 
riffs, uh, a lot of things in the uh, Palladium universe, D and D, of course, um, the a lot of the White Wolf stuff. So that's pretty much what uh, the scope of what we've played. Nice. Got a friend that is very heavy into GURPS, but I've never really partook in that. Partaken? Nope. Partaken? Okay. Excellent. Okay, we have a email here from the Lord. The Lord? The Lord. <laughs> God's emailing us? No, that's just the uh, what's in his uh, email field. He's actually from Rectus. Lord Rectus, I guess. Dear Casually Hardcore Crew, this is titled Book Opinion. I recently started a thread on the forums about it, but I just want to see if you had read this series or seen... The bastard children that the movie is based on it. I'm referring to the saga of Riverworld. To Your Scattered Bodies Go, 1971. The Fabulous Riverboat, 1971. The Dark Design, 1977. The Magic Labyrinth, 1980. Gods of Riverworld, 1983. It was my opinion that the Riverworld has the makings for the ultimate basis of an MMO, but my post does use more of a representation of the fail of Sci-Fi Channel and the lowering standards of Sifi. They made a movie of it in 2003, and then again in 2010, and both versions of their <laughs> during both versions of their channel representation. What, if any, are your views on the series? Your listener, Rectus. I have not read the series. I have viewed the uh, various uh, f- fail whales that uh, Sci-Fi Channel and Sci-Fi Channel have attempted to put forth. Why they would redo a pilot that they had done once. Um, I guess they had all these uh, cast members from Battlestar Galactica hanging around that they wanted to give something to do. So they said, yeah, let's get everybody together on the studio and we'll call it Riverworld. And my understanding from people who are fans of the original source material is the, the only loosest basis on the original material. And I actually thought that the first movie that they did was a decent lead into a series and I was actually kind of surprised that they didn't pick it up as a series but this is the same network that cancelled their Dresden Files series not because it got low ratings but because it got the wrong kind of high ratings so the fact that NBC Universal is ultimately in charge if you follow the food chain up from Sci-Fi Channel to USA Networks to NBC Universal then it surprises me less and less yeah yeah this is the whole Blizz Activision thing where the overlords are exerting more and more power over the successful underling and are slowly sponging away everything in the underling that made them successful. Right. So it was destined to fail, I think. Yeah, I uh, I haven't watched any of that. That was one of those ones where I just... Have saw- you read the source material? No. Haven't read it. Haven't. I've never even. Honestly, I I vaguely remember seeing the previews on Sci-Fi for the 2010 one, and it kind of went, "Ooh, <laughs> no thanks." Yeah. So that one had zero interest in me. I mean, I, I tune into Sifi for Stargate Universe and Stargate Universe. I watch Eureka on there. Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've gotten out of sync with Eureka. And yeah. Get, get back up to synchronization it, with it. It's not something I consistently do but if it's on i'll definitely pause and watch it um but yeah no there's not much else on cfi that yeah the universe i like despite myself uh i really <laughs> yeah, stargate I, universe actually turned out has turned out really good i had such low expectations for that series because yeah. it really seemed like i mean they, they were had milked it beyond belief with uh atlantis and had given such a lackluster conclusion to atlantis it wasn't even funny yeah 
And very obviously, a new set of people is in charge of Universe because it's a violently different show. Uh, with only, really, they only borrow a very few things from the original Stargate storyline. I mean, there's the Ancients right. as a race, the Stargates as a kind of instantaneous transportation, and the Lucian Alliance as a bad guy, kind of a minor bad guy from the old series turned into what's becoming the big bad hmm. in the new series. Um, other than that, everything else is kind of an original creation. That's cool. I have a uh, shout-out in here. Bring it. It says, um, shout-out to... Oh, my goodness, it disappeared, of course. Damn it. hate it when it does that. It hates you, too. Uh, shout-out to my family. Um, Elemetra, my wife. Kaliandra, uh, my daughter, because without them, this would only be a game. Now it's family night, family time. And that from Ambrosius. Ambrosius! Yes, exactly. <laughs> So basically, I I look at it and say it's always good when you can spend time with your family doing something that you know is builds community, builds your communication skills, and yes. lets you you know. Versus, I'm going to sit in front of a TV and watch something together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I don't I haven't seen a lot on uh, sci-fi. Um, oh, Carpet Sharks, by the way, is also on Facebook now. Yes. If you go to um, the Casually Hardcore Facebook page, there is a link to the Carpet Sharks ca- or, uh, Facebook page. Um, my feelings these days on Facebook are pretty mixed. Um, I only have the barest framework of a Facebook uh, profile and am continually unimpressed with what the management of Facebook chooses to do uh, which is why all the information in my Facebook profile is deliberately fake and wrong uh, and has no bearing. Uh, has, the only thing on there is, is my name is accurate and everything else is deliberately wildly inaccurate because I not necessarily like the way the direction they're taking the service with their continual attempts to find a way to make money off of my personal information. And oh, yeah. That makes me twitch. Um, also, there's, a, there's kind of a really weird, just judging from my Twitter feed, which ironically I do enjoy doing, which is probably heading down the same path as them, but that's a whole other story. Um, a real uptick in a lot of fake celebrity pages on Facebook. Um, I was watching um, Neil Patrick Harris and Will Wheaton and, and Joss Whedon all having to put out posts saying, the following celebrity does not participate in Facebook and insert celebrity's name here. The 134 pages that have recently sprung up pretending to be this person and, and asking for, quote, donations to charities that are then linked from the page are fake and probably a scam. So some kind of automated system going in place where they are going and hacking the heck out of Facebook and pretending to be high-profile celebrities who are going online and pleading for very convincing-looking charities. Yep. And it's very likely that what's probably what you're going to find is these charities are completely fake and they're harvesting money from people who say, "Oh, Will Wheaton uh, supports this charity. Right. Or Joss Wheaton supports this charity. And I, I want to help people with Alzheimer's too, so I'll donate because Joss told me to. And Joss doesn't do Facebook and it was completely fake. Yeah. I've just seen in the last week a real uptick in celebrities, celebrities having to go public and say, um, that ain't me. Yeah. 
So I'm not sure if there's some kind of new exploit that's coming into the field or just someone taking a new tactic. And I don't, I, I, honestly, I don't follow anybody on Facebook like I do on Twitter. In terms yeah, it's a of different like kind of a thing. People. So when, and when you're on Twitter, they have a nice thing where it'll actually say verified account. Yes. So you can have some confidence that this is actually... The person or a at least authorized by Twitter this account. person. Yeah. Right. I really I like that that feature of uh, Twitter. Twitter's yeah. a little bit more immediate where the real person can hop on and say, uh, this person over here with this name ain't me. Right, right. And right. the management of Twitter seems to be pretty quick about crushing those. Facebook doesn't seem to have a mechanism for reporting liars or people pretending to be who they are not. Um, and I think someone's exploiting that fact now. I hope they put a system in place of of creating verified, you know, high-profile people and organization accounts, mm-hmm. and then have a system for those verified people to have a fast lane to management to report fakes. Yeah, yeah. It's very labor-intensive for Facebook, but I think it would do a wonderful it would thing help. for their PR. It would help a I lot. I think their PR would, would benefit greatly from them having that. Yeah. Having some high-profile people saying, hey, Facebook really took care of my problem quickly when this jerk was pretending to me and t- attempting to steal your money. Yay, Facebook. <laughs> exactly. So we'll see. But anyway, right. we have a Facebook page that Daxa maintains. It does a fantastic job on it. If you go to our page on VTW Productions on the right-hand side, there is a link directly to that page. On our page is a further link recently posted to the Carpet Sharks who have created their own fan page on Facebook, get in there, say hi to them, and let the community grow even more. Cool. Uh, got a quick final email here since Bring I know it. we're about to do the break. Oh, uh, yeah. It's from Nuchkildare. Nuchkildare! Yeah. I just love saying that name. Uh, I thought you might get a kick out of this. My second born just got out of kindergarten, uh, who, and he doesn't have a nickname for him yet. And while we knew he was doing uh, very well, it appears he's almost at a second grade reading level. At first, we weren't really sure how this happened. He has books available, but most are on kindergarten level, Dr. Seuss kind of stuff. Then I remembered how much he'd gotten into video games this past year, particularly games like Legend of Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time. I had assumed he was just making the guy run around and fight monsters, but in fact, he'd been reading and understanding most of the in-game text. His older brother, Smoosher, confirmed it, so it appears that the majority uh, that a major reading motivation for little TBA has been uh, so he can understand the stories in a video game. He's very disappointed that we won't let him have his own WoW account yet. So score another morality point for the corrupting influences of video games. Shout out to the Carpet Shark. Thanks, Nuge. I can verify that with my own experiences watching Nemesis, who loves and is an avid Wii player. Right. And we have never given him a single instruction on any game. He has completed Super Mario Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And with the advent of some of the newer games, we got him the movie tie-in game for How to Train Your Dragon. And I've definitely seen an uptick in him wanting us to help him spell words and learning to read so he can play the game better. Yeah. Uh, so definitely it, it can be a tool for increasing literacy, especially someone like Nemesis who is reading Challenge or we have a harder time or until recently had a hard time getting him to sit down and read yeah. um, and working great. And that's even even with Aridin, who's now uh, going into eighth grade this next year. Holy crap. He, uh, but <laughs> he, feeling old there? A little bit. <laughs> but his, uh, even, even helping him, he'll have something like when he was playing WoW, like, well, how do I make my Death Knight better? 
Here's some websites. Research it. Math. And well, no, but figure figure it out. Then teach you how do you search the web? Skills. How do you research? How do you uh, comprehend information and and turn that information into something tangible for you to use? So it's it's worked well, and it's been video. You know, how do I get past this level? Well, here's game facts. Sift through some facts and find what uh, find the what answer you need for do. yourself. Develop research skills. Now, interesting enough, often that turns into using a cheat code, but nonetheless, <laughs> <laughs> he found the information as on he, the web as he used been playing through Prince of Persia because the movie came out. He's been playing through the PS2 games on it and he comes to me and goes, I only use one cheat code. It it just let me refill my sand thing unlimited. <laughs> like that to let me let you avoid all death, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> like, but it was only one it's code. It's the only one I'm using. I'm like, well, what? Did they, what other codes didn't you use? I don't know. That's the only code I could find. <laughs> <laughs> I used the one cheat code. Uh, okay. Nice. Hey, Grail, it's you. Yeah. Very cool. I'm Got on pants. video. That's right. Oh, right. Need to give him a little chin fuzz, though, if you want to match the real grill. I like that I'm in a purple shirt, though, supporting says, the Vikings. Got pants. But, yeah, that's good. Alrighty then. So, that brings us up against our final break, which is full of not one, but two. Not one, but two episodes of Speaking as a Gay Man. That's what happens when we take a week off and let uh, <laughs> Octel and Hordak do their thing while we go off to Comic-Con and do other weird things. So, enjoy your double dose of Speaking as a Gay Man, and we will be back right after these. Ah, ah, ah. Welcome to another episode of Speaking as a Gamer, the show where I divulge my irrelevant yet ultimately enlightened opinions about the luscious ladies you should pay attention to. You can see more at Ursa Heel, that's U-R-S-I-H-E-I-L dot blogspot dot com. week we take a little more classy look at hotness. Adina Menzel is known not for one, but two iconic roles from theater and movies. She started her career as the scintillating temptress Maureen in Rent. Later she took up her second iconic role as the Wicked Witch of the West herself, Alphabon, from the hit show Wicked. To fully appreciate her angelic qualities, though, you must allow her to grace you with her amazing voice. When it comes to singing, her presence blows away the competition. You can catch it in his latest cameo appearances on another hit show, Glee, which serves as a perfect fit for her. She is utterly fab and I don't drop the F word casually. I'm the Bear Healer, and I believe that closes the matter to all debate. Now back to the host who's 100% natural female enhancement, Shaman, Adeska. And the rest of the crew at Casually Hardcore, only on Versus the World Productions.
episode of Speaking as a Gamer, the show where I divulge my irrelevant and ultimately enlightened opinions about the luscious ladies you should pay attention to. You can see more at Ursa Heel, that's U-R-S-I-H-E-I-L dot blogspot dot com. This week, we return to the lovely ladies of Serenity, because frankly, there was simply too much geek hotness for one post on the Firefly crew. Gina Torres has appeared in a hodgepodge of science fiction and fantasy roles throughout her career, including Hercules the Legendary Journey, Xena the Warrior Princess, the latter two Matrix movies, the short-lived Cleopatra 2525, recent voice work as Superwoman in the DC animation Crisis on Two Earths, and of course, Zoe in the always epic Firefly series. Gina has a pretense to play strong female roles, proving that the lovely ladies can kick as much ass as the fair male gender. But she also proves that strength and tenderness can easily go hand in hand. As for Zoe, good news, geeks, she's single now. Uh, too soon? Other than that, I'm the Bear Healer, and I believe that closes the matter to all debate. Now back to the host that will slay you all, Gwen and the rest of the Casually Hardcore crew, only on Versus the World Productions. Hello, I'm Octail. And I'm Gnomewise. Would you like to become a correspondent for VTWProductions.com? If you do... Send an email to vtwsubs at gmail.com. And with an arm full of baby, Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio with Gnomewise Grail and Iolite this week. And for those of you watching on the video feed, you may have noticed me nomming on uh, really, really healthy uh, snacky foods. Uh, that's because Iolite and I have taken on a period of weight loss, and we are using the wonderful forums at Versus the World Productions for yet another interesting use, which was to publicize this fact and have all of you hold us accountable for being good and achieving our goals. I really wish I was closer to the camera because I'd pan to the uh, the can of Pringles right behind you <laughs> as you're saying that. Yeah, that, that <laughs> That's nemesis. actually for Nemesis. I yeah. know, but it's just funny. We're eating healthier. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, yes, Nemesis is eating how Nemesis eats. We yes. do our best for him. Um, but, yeah, we are doing the... Um, the same diet we did last time, which really worked. We know how it works now, and so we're we're there, and we're it's working again. It's just hard, um, and uh, I have found some other sugar-free, incredibly low-calorie things that do not toss me out of and, the diet state. So. And take you uh, take care of the sweet tooth. The need hits. for yeah, I'm a huge sweet tooth, so uh. the diet's particularly hard for me. And I'm a snacker; like I emotionally eat. So having things that I can eat that aren't hideous for me is important. Yes. So, yes, yeah, shout out to the uh, amazing wall of video awesomeness that is looming behind Grail's head, also known as our television with a computer hooked to it, uh, which is what the camera, hi camera, is hooked to for this test of the tiny chat interface. 
uh, yet another way of interacting with our listener base, and in this case, a viewer base. Mm-hmm. All you're viewing is my ugly mug. So, ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Ugly mug and probably a little bit of bottle at this point. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of babe ball sticking up and a little, you know, this action me rocking back and forth here. That's not my normal mode, so mm-hmm. deal. Yes, he's trying to... Give him all motion sickness. He's trying to um, essentially uh, do the mommy dance, but he doesn't have the hips for it. Oi. <laughs> Sorry. See, you're very lucky I can't reach the drop-ins right now. <laughs> Why? Because I would be dropping them on your head right now. <laughs> Here, stand by. Uh, yeah. oh. Uh, oh, poor baby. Gosh. You're going to choke her. Are you smoking crack? You drink that you bottle. <laughs> I would probably you. weigh a lot less if I was smoking crack. <laughs> this is true. It is, it you is less a teeth form too, of weight. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. I would. Less skin, less teeth, yeah. the whole nine yards. So, a mm. uh, couple of three or four <laughs> weeks ago... We threw Whoa. out there a movie Galaxy idea. far, far away. Yeah, yeah. before Comic-Cons happened and absenteeism yeah. happened and weird stuff happened. And our son, <laughs> Nemesis in the Next Room, dropped something really loud and heavy. He's God. trying oh, he's to destroy the ass. Boom! Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's our well, boy. Let me... Um, uh, I have to have to say that, that there is this point where you've got your kid and and your house... And your kid is actively destroying your house. Daily. And you become into, you become your parent. Oh, God, yes. And you look at your child and you say, this is why we can't have anything nice. Yep. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. I usually go, this is why you don't have a sibling. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say that anymore. I know. You didn't learn your lesson. That's it. Oh. <laughs> you can't fix stupid. But anyway. Yeah. We did this time. Oh. <laughs> Nemesis, stop it. Whatever it as is, shout knock in, it off. As I shout into the microphone. Yeah, that's a wonderful thing. Hey, clipping. Check that out. Um, so weeks And ago. I want to give a shout out to Jay Duran for letting everybody um, get Make Love Not Warcraft by hugging his corpse before he released. Oh, that was very nice. Awesome. I didn't, by the way, I didn't get to hug him because I don't know where his corpse is, but oh. I'm sure he's released at this point. So... We had thrown out a movie to recommend to people to watch as a uh, nerdy type geek culture movie, and this one was called Dark City. Yes, directed by Alex Press mm-hmm. uh, after he had done The Crow. Yeah, uh, which I, I'm a big fan of the first movie of that. Yeah, well, I think The Crow helped him get this one made. This one was an, it was an original script of his creation, um, and was an, an interesting romp of. Bits of type of thing you would later see in The Matrix. Sure. But the setting was very different. Yeah. Uh, If you know the concept of film noir, where it's typically... I mean, the the most done-to-death version is like uh, Chinatown or The Two Jakes. Right. Mm -hmm. You've got the... uh, Private investigator with, with the saxophone music in the background. Yeah. The dame walked into my office. and Right. Um, but this one was more of a... had film noir aspects to it, but it was this weird kludge of different time periods. Yeah. But definitely had the underlying, you know, there is a mystery. And the mystery is what the heck is going on in this strange world yeah. we find ourselves in. That, um, for the most part, everybody seems to accept as being okay. Right. But as, as viewers from, you know, regular... Earth, right. we're looking at like, wow, that's strange. Something is off and wrong in this world. Sure, and you're following the main character as he discovers what is really going on in his world. 
which turns me out to be an, an interesting fantasy twist. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert, because when we talk about these movies, we assume you've watched it already and are just interested in, in geeking out about it. You've only had six weeks or so to do. Exactly. Yeah, we were really long. Yeah. But if you're still planning on watching it, too. tune out now because right. we're going to reveal all the mysteries behind Dark City. Um, it is a... The, the city is basically a Discworld-like uh, machine, spaceship, that is kept in a state of complete darkness because it is run by these these creatures called the Strangers, right? Who have a terrible allergy to water and sunlight, yeah. Uh, both of which are completely lethal to them in their native form. Uh, they have taken on humanoid bodies uh, that are very kind of odd, nightmarish, you know, all bald, pale skin, dressed in black black trench coats and hats, kind of intimidating figures, yeah. Well, they're actually they're corpses. Yeah, they're reanimated corpses yeah, with right. symbiotes in them. Right, right. Um, but if allow me to say, ew. Well, that was yeah. the whole point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know, you know where they're from. All we know is they are running the dark city as a large experiment. Mm-hmm. They're trying to determine what gives humanity their soul. Yeah, and their take is it must be something in their Memories and right. experiences that makes them what they are. So they are running experiments where they implant new sets of memories into everyone at the every turn of the night. So there's you know, the dark city, since the alien creature things can't handle daylight, is in a constant state of being in nighttime. Right. And they shut the city down once a day or once a nighttime period to retune it. And they change the environment, and they send in their human collaborator, uh, played by Kiefer Sutherland. Mm-hmm. Right. And he, I was surprised I had forgotten he was in it. Yeah. He actually plays a really interesting role and plays it well. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was kind of during the dark ages for Kiefer Sutherland yeah. at mm-hmm. this point. His career was definitely not going so well, and he took a role that was very different from what he'd done before. And did it well. Yeah, and did it really well. It was, it was a, a role that was definitely written for an older actor, and he came in as a younger guy and totally pulled it off. Yeah. Um, and he literally injects serums of memories into people's foreheads right? Uh, and gives them new identities, and then they start the clock back up again, mm-hmm. and the stranger's observe how the humans behave in their new lives that they've just been given. And, of course, they have no memory of their previous existence. They think everything is totally normal. And use their research on their little lab rats to try and figure out this whole soul thing that What's humans seem thing? to have. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> and the wrinkle comes in where our human collaborator, uh, the doctor, played by Kiefer Sutherland, is always quietly trying to work against the strangers. Right. And he finds someone who is different or has become different over the over time than the other people in that he awakens during one of the downtimes and people aren't supposed to be able to do that. Right. And he has some kind of inherent resistance to the control of the strangers. And the doctor sees this as an opportunity, and he realizes that uh, our main character, Mr. Murdoch, can tune. That is, he can alter the reality of Dark City with his mind. Yeah. 
which basically he's and they explain this he's he's interfacing with the machinery that the strangers use to control reality on the ship or yeah. in Dark City. So he's somehow la Neo in yeah, or where that. Neo got his exactly yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, almost exactly the same concept. Same, mm-hmm. very much idea of he is. Gained the ability or had the ability is now manifested to interface with their technology and control re- you know the limited reality of dark city and the story becomes the doctor's attempt to maneuver him into position so that he can basically overthrow the strangers right and the way he does it is really kind of fun. Because the strangers wake up to the fact, whoa, we've got one that can tune. Yeah. We must study this. Yeah, we want to grab him because maybe that's what we're looking yeah, for. Yeah, this may be our, our gateway into the human soul. And they eventually, there's a climactic moment where they have Murdoch captive, strapped down, and the strangers have prepared a set of identity memories for the doctor to implant him with. Right. And the doctor secretly switches the syringe for one he has prepared, which contains a lifetime of memories in which the doctor has trained our hero to use his ability to tune. So in a matter of you know 20 seconds, our hero goes from just having dusted off and begun consciously controlling the machinery to, quote, having had a lifetime of preparation for this moment, end quote, where he wakes up from the implantation and is godlike in his control of Dark City and immediately throws down with Mr. Book, the chief bad guy, for and they basically have a huge battle for control of the machinery underlying Dark City. And the effects for their day are are really well done. It's a great battle scene where, you know, they illustrate the psychic battle of them going toe-to-toe with their minds pretty well. Plenty of physical manifestation of the throwdown, lots of entertaining. So they got their action movie quotient of stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of the rest of the movie is really cerebral. Yeah. It really well, it's a lot of hunting around. and I mean, there's a, there's a few scenes where the strangers catch up with Mr. Murdoch and they throw down a little bit and he... Inadvertently, yeah, ref- does reflexive use of this tuning ability, much like you'd see in the ma- uh, you know later on in the Matrix, where Neo was able to use some of it before he really became aware of how much right. he could do. Right. Um, so yeah, you have that. You also have William Hurt's in it as a police officer. He's the detective. He's the, he's he's the, the typical film noir detective, hardcore Nick detective. fedora and everything. Uh huh. Classic. Yeah, that. Has one of his partners or one of the other members of the police force goes nuts because he starts getting an inkling of what's yeah, wrong. Yeah, the implication is his partner, his former partner, has seen the truth and right. it has pushed him over the edge. Yeah, or he know he knows that you can't get out of this city. Right, he, he, something something that he has learned. He's, he's gone beyond the edge of the city and realized that there was a void. Um, they have a whole underlying idea of our hero trying to desperately get back to his childhood and shell beach 
being all of his pleasant memories that he had been implanted with. Because nobody in this whole world has genuine memories. They're all constructs. Right. They're old, you know, wherever they were abducted from, we don't even know. This is future, past, present day Earth, we don't know. Right. None of that is explained. They're just human beings who have been put in this environment and have long ago had their true identities erased in favor of these repeated implants and changes over God knows how many years. Yep, yep. So you're just kind of dropped into this reality, but you're here for the climactic battle where the human rises up and throws off the yoke of his oppressor. Right, gets rid of him. So, and then eventually at the end of the movie... You come, or not towards the end of the movie, you come to the realization that they're not even on Earth, Earth any longer. Right. And they actually show the world ship or the city ship. Yeah. And it- what I saw, I, th- I thought of Discworld, you know, Terry Pratchett right, as right, right. a big round city perched in space with the machinery underneath. And during the climactic battle, or as, he's, as he has won, he tilts the whole construct so that it faces the, the sun. local sun. And so you have your first sunrise over the city ever. Right. Um, he uses the machinery to create you know, a, a sea around the outer perimeter of the round city. So now there is a shell beach all around. Right. Uh, and so you have your very, one of your very few outdoor shots um, in the shell beach as it has just been created. And the hero does an interesting thing because one of the, the plot themes was his motivation was his love for his wife. Right. And discovery during the process that, well, that's not really your wife, that you were just assigned her for that go-round. Yeah. And at the end, he's attained basically God powers. Yeah. Where he can make and do anything within the confines of Dark City because he's in control of the, the machine. And instead of setting himself back up with his wife... He just arranges things so that he can meet her on the pier at Shell Beach. Because right. she's actually already had her memories She's a new again. person now. She's yeah. no longer Emma. She is now Anna. Right. Um, the whole question, one of the you know cerebral questions throughout is, you know, who are you? Right. Is who you are and who you're going to love built into you at a, a lower level than your memories? Or are you only the sum of your memories? Yeah. Which is basically what the, what the strangers were trying to figure out. And as much as this is a precursor to what The Matrix did, it also is uh, the same type of concept that you later would see in, we were talking about Jim Carrey earlier, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Right. Which is deals with the same thing of how much of you is just your memories and right. how much of you would is exist your soul. outside of that. Yeah. Right. Is there a dividing line between you as you and you as made up by your memory? Nature right. versus nurture, an eons-long debate. Yeah. So, um, I mean, but yeah, overall, it's it's a really good movie and one you don't see as much nowadays in terms of how much it's it's on a not a just shoot 'em up bang bang level. Right. It has plenty of <laughs> well-done action in it, right. but definitely makes you think. They don't, especially the director's cut that I ordered from Netflix, which is the less dumbed down version. Okay. No narration. Right. Uh, you're just, and they literally just drop you in from the perspective of John Murdoch, where he doesn't know what the hell is going on either. Yeah. Wait, yeah. And you, yeah, you wake up accused of murder, dead body woman, spirals carved into her body. What right. the, I have no memory of this because he didn't get his implantation. Right, right, right. Uh, because you, la- you learn later in the movie that the doctor was there to implant him and he woke up and stopped him. Yeah. And, you know, the movie begins seconds after that where the doctor has fled the room and, and uh, Murdoch wakes up fully but has no memory of having stopped the doctor. Just wakes up with no memory of his past and a dead woman and go. Exactly. For an American audience, this is a European director and writer, mm-hmm. um, though he did have two American writers assist him to 
Americanize it and right. drop in a lot of American film noir isms. But you know, the sensibilities of, of a European director are usually can be counted on to be quite different from a typical Hollywood action director. Sure. Um, that, all that being said, it had enough. I mean, it was successful enough. It wasn't wildly successful. Um, and was not as successful as his previous uh, outing, The Crow, but it still is really worth a watch if you're into that kind of speculative fiction, um, what-if fantasy kind of film, and certainly pays dividends in good action scenes, and it it has a Hollywood-ish ending. Sure. Where our hero meets the woman that he loves, has turned away the power to make her love him, and has merely set himself up with the chance to, where we've met. Let it happen. And let's see what happens. Yep. And then fade to black and roll credits. The director's cut that got had some really good commentaries in it as well. Um, I'm a big, big fan of the DVD era and special features. <laughs> you give me the worst movie in the world with a good commentary track, and I'm a happy camper. Because I will watch the commentary track and be as entertained as watching a good movie. Right, right. So if I'm watching a commentary track about a bad movie saying, here's why the movie turned bad, I can be entertained by that. Yeah. And we have a movie with multiple commentary tracks. They had one with the director and another track with uh, two of the writers. Yeah. Um, with wildly different perspectives and talking, focusing on different things. Oh, yeah. Me, gnome-wise, very happy <laughs> camper. Happy. Yes. So you you give me a special edition. I mean, I thank Peter Jackson for really popularizing that with the proving to the movie industry that you can make bank off of this, guys. If you make a huge special edition with long version of the movie and tons of extra content, people people will will line up to that. Yep. And so many times, even though they've gone back, we've got the special edition of the reissue of Fifth Element with some really nice commentary tracks Mm -hmm. on it. Um some interesting takes on how you do it. They've got versions where information will pop up on Blu-ray discs on, on the bottom of the screen during the movie. So you're not actually listening to a different audio track, but you can read little little snippets of information about this scene. And then you have an option to press a button to deviate from the movie into a little featurette about that topic. Yeah, They're getting creative with the power of the Blu-ray format, which has a lot more scripting capability because it's basically a Java device. Right. And they can embed all kinds of internet connectivity. Um, had my first experience when I popped in Serenity, uh-huh. and it played a different batch of coming soon videos than it did when I played it a few months ago. Oh, wow. Because Blu-ray Live went out and got the new movies that are in the cinema and the new DVD releases that are about to come out, and it just kind of magically happened in the background. Nice. Like, okay, score. So for if you're a movie geek, it's a really good time to be alive between the wealth of online content and built-in disc content in DVDs and Blu-ray in particular, yeah, and streaming content. If you just want instant access to a movie, Netflix streaming is getting better and better and better. Yeah. And I think they're making a very wily decision where you can't get any of the bonus discs or any of the bonus materials through the streaming content. You can get the movie. And you can get the movie in reasonable quality with you know surround sound, digital soundtrack if your internet connection can handle it, HD if your internet connection can handle it. But if you want all that juicy extra stuff that I love so much, they're still going to get my money for the Blu-ray release because that's the only way I can get it. But to me, that's the best of both worlds. I can get my fix of a movie. I've really been using 
the Netflix streaming through the TiVo HD a lot mm-hmm. when I'm sitting up with Arch Nemesis and need something to keep my brain online while she's either being fussy or being fed in the wee hours in the morning. So I just went in there last night and, and plumped it out with all kinds of extra uh, TV series and movies that have recently become available, and I'm loving it. Bring me more. And that's beautiful for me because I just need part of one hand to just kind of <laughs> aim the remote at the TiVo. Make and, it happen. And get something going without dislodging the baby. Right, right. So really going for that couch potato demographic uh, helps me where the minimal effort that I need to do to get something entertaining up on the screen for 20 minutes while the baby is getting fed completely, completely holy for me. I'm off on kind of a rant there. There but you go. Very positive. <laughs> so the short story is, uh, if you're into nerdy movies, like yeah. or sci-fi speculative fiction, and you want to see a real true precursor and a different take on the whole Matrix idea, yeah. uh, Dark City is a great movie to go check out. No doubt. Yep. Questions, comments, smart-ass remarks, because we're up against the end of the show. I think we're done. I believe that is a wrap. So here is your ending spiel. Check out our website, www.vtwproductions.com. Click on the audible.com link on the left-hand side and get your free audiobook. This show is sponsored by those people, and you should patronize them if you can find a place to fit them into your life. I did, and I did not regret it, and that was before they were our sponsor. I love being able to give a real testimony on the BS. It's a wonderful thing. Join our forum community if you're into that kind of thing. I'm working on uh, getting a setup with a service that will really integrate into smartphones uh, to give true mobile forum access and really make it look good. Uh, Watch for that on the forums in the near future here. Hop into the IRC chat during our live shows. You will be glad that you did. Mm-hmm. Check out all the other live shows and podcast direct shows we've got on the site. Check out the bloggers. We have a growing, active blogging community. Click on the uh, blogs link on the top of the page. We have individual show hosts, and we have a section just called contributors, where we have several other people who are beginning their blogging or continuing their blogging careers on our site. If that interests you, is something you may want to do. Send us your information. Yeah. Submissions at vtwproductions.com. Content break submissions can go there as well. Yep. And they all can also, uh, the content break ones should go to vtwsubs at gmail.com. Okay. Written submissions should go to submissions at vtwproductions.com. And I don't know how that got split. Why did we set those up? <laughs> uh, team A was doing one. Oh, team boy. B was doing the other. Send it to either of them, and it will eventually yeah, get forwarded we'll to the correct people. <laughs> um, so check us out on the web. we got lots of stuff going on at all times. We appreciate all the donations that we've already received and hope to receive to help us get our Sam Broadcaster up to date and not lagging out and crashing under Windows 7. Yep. Uh, for those of you that... Uh did uh, man- try or manage to get BlizzCon tickets. Congratulations. Congrats to you. Um, that was not happening for me. Yeah. Uh, and those of you that are going to Vegas, uh, congratulations on that. We're looking forward <laughs> to seeing you. So, yeah. Yeah, there was not a chance in hell I was getting BlizzCon tickets as it turns out anyway, so I guess Vegas was going to happen no matter what, because damn. Yeah. But they went fast. I didn't didn't try this year. I Like I said, I knew it wasn't yeah. possible for me. But I tried uh, just, just to be able to offer them to other people at the oh, station yeah. who did want them. Didn't happen. No chance, huh? Wow. Nope. Way too far back in the queue. Oofta. Oofta, indeed. So if you got BlizzCon tickets, good on you, because... Damn. Ouch. 
All right, we will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I've, I've been Iolite. I've been Grail. <laughs> we don't know how to talk. Nope. <laughs> See you later. Bye-bye, radio people.